Hello, we are back once again. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Curious Clubhouse podcast. If you're new to this podcast, I'm your host, Jason, and this is a weekly podcast where I take you on a brief, informative journey into a specific subject or topic that has helped shape and influence today's pop culture. Today on the Curious Clubhouse, we're talking about our next video game franchise. We are talking about the survival horror video game franchise known as Dead Space. Um, I absolutely love this franchise. There are three main games in the franchise, along with a mobile game, uh, a game that was developed for Wii, and a myriad of other titles within the series. Uh, But today we're just going to talk mainly about the first game in the franchise, Uh, and we're kind of doing this episode because they just released a remake of the first Dead Space game, and it's gotten some pretty favorable reviews as of late, and I'm really looking forward to playing it myself. Uh, So I figured we would uh, break it all down, tell you a bit about what Dead Space is. As always, I'll talk to you about the origins and inspirations behind this iconic franchise. This week, we'll talk about the curious premise, tell you a bit about what Dead Space is plot-wise. We'll also talk about the curious adaptations of Dead Space, and we'll kind of lump that in with our properties section of the episode. And finally, end things with some curious and unusual facts surrounding Dead Space. So without too much further ado, let's dive in here, let's get scary, and let's get curious. So what is Dead Space? Well, Dead Space is a science fiction horror media franchise created by Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry, developed by Visceral Games and published and owned by Electronic Arts. The franchise's chronology is not presented in a linear format. Each installment in the Dead Space franchise is a continuation or addition to a continuing storyline with sections of the storyline presented in prequels or sequels, sometimes presented in other media, from the originating video game series, which includes two films and several comic books and novels, those of which we will touch on later in our property section of the episode. Continuing on here, primarily set in a 26th century science fiction universe featuring environments, weapons, and characters typical of the genre, the Dead Space franchise centers on a series of video games beginning with the release of the first Dead Space, which follows an engineer named Isaac Clarke and the mutated undead horrors that surround him. A central theme in the games is the fictional cult religion Unitology and its fanatical followers, who believe that information about an alien artifact called the Marker is being suppressed by the Earth's government. Their primary goal is to use this Marker to bring about the so-called convergence or unification, with the Markers being the source of the undead monsters encountered by the series protagonists. The Dead Space video game series has been positively received. The first game in particular won a number of industry awards for the varied elements of its gameplay and development, and is often regarded as one of the best video games of all times by critics. From a commercial perspective, EA considered the video game series as a whole to have underperformed after the financial disappointment of 2013's Dead Space 3. No further media for the franchise was made for the remainder of the 2010s. A remake of the first game was developed by Motive Studio and released on January 27th of 2023. Uh, So that is just a bit about what Dead Space is, uh, as well as 
what the premise of the game is. Obviously, as I mentioned, it is set in the 26th century. You play a protagonist known as Isaac, who is an engineer, and you kind of are in your ship and you're flying and responding to a distress call on this uh, space station. And when you get to the space station, uh, the horror ensues. And this game, I have to say, you know, I have played the first three games in the original franchise. Like I said, I've played the mobile game. I've played the Wii adaptation, among others. And they're all fantastic. I absolutely, I've loved every single game I've played in the franchise. Uh, which, to me, I was very surprised to find out upon doing my research for this episode that Dead Space 3 underperformed. Uh, I... I highly enjoyed Dead Space 3. I was very surprised to find out that it did underperform and didn't do as well, which I guess would explain why we haven't had a new entry in the franchise uh, since this remake, which just came out on January 27th. So definitely glad that we're finally getting some remakes. Uh, hopefully they remake 2 and 3, and hopefully it is better received than its predecessor was. So, but yeah, very great video game franchise. Uh, it is survival horror centered. So if you're a huge survival horror fan like myself, if you love games like Resident Evil, Silent Hill, games of that nature, then you're gonna love Dead Space. It's very dark, it's very gritty, it's very horror-esque uh, and very bloody. So yeah, very, very cool Dead Space franchise, but that's just a bit about what it is, kind of what it entails story-wise. Again, I don't want to go give too much away because I want you to check this series out if you haven't already. But now that we know a bit about what it is, let's now dive into its origins and inspirations and talk a bit about how we got this iconic franchise. So getting into this here, Electronic Arts, Redwood Shores, had developed a number of movie and tie-in games, though they decided to make their own intellectual property. Around 2005, the studio presented the idea of making a second sequel to System Shock to EA executives, but had not gotten much support until the release of Resident Evil 4 in 2005, which quickly became a top-selling title. That success led them to revise their System Shock concept, making it more a horror-driven game set in space, and which EA was more open to as to try to capture a similar type of success. The aim was to create, in Glenn Schofield's words, the most terrifying game we could acquire. The subsequent game became, or excuse, the aim was to create, in Glenn Schofield's words, the most terrifying game we could acquire. The subsequent game became Dead Space. Released in 2008, Dead Space did well, leading EA to rebrand Redwood Shores as Visceral Games in 2009 and operate as a genre studio. During the development for Dead Space, EA Redwood Shores, now Visceral Games, gave Isaac a portamental name from the science fiction writers Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke. During the development for Dead Space 2, Visceral Games decided to give Isaac a voice and chose Gunnar Wright as Wright's performance. Was motion captured, this influenced Clarke's appearance and movement in the game. The concept behind the fictional religion of Unitology, which has its own scripture of some kind, is supposed to represent people's illogical thinking about things they don't understand, such as the Marker and the Necromorphs. While it is not meant as a criticism of religion itself, it draws on the falsehoods and corruption that may be hidden inside one. In response to 
in response to comparisons which have been made by commentators between the fictional unitology and the real-world Scientology, the developers have stated that they simply meant to portray unitology as a secretive cult with the name Similarity causing unfortunate implications. While Visceral tried to recreate a similar experience with Dante's Inferno, the title did not perform as well and EA instead had Visceral return to make the sequel Dead Space 2, released in 2011. While it was critically well received, the title was said to have not performed well financially due to a large development budget. EA had Visceral continue to make Dead Space 3, but asked the studio to make key changes to draw more people to the title, such as adding co-op and introducing gameplay elements to help make the title faster and an aspect in direct conflict with the slow pacing of survival horror games. Visceral had planned out ideas for a fourth Dead Space game, but at that point EA transitioned the studio to work on other existing projects, shelving the series after the developer's closure in October 2017. According to former creative director Ben Wanat, their idea of Dead Space 4 was based on concepts from the flotilla section in Dead Space 3, where the player would need to go between the remnants of dead starships to collect parts needed to allow their own craft to survive and gain faster-than-light travel abilities in order to get to a new system. The game would have been a hybrid between non-linear and linear storytelling. While the order of star systems the players visited would have been set by the game, how they proceeded within each system would have been more open. They had considered switching from Isaac to Ellie Lankford as the protagonist for the proposed sequel. In July 2021, EA announced that a remake of the first game with its proprietary Frostbite engine was under development by Motive Studios. So yeah, that is basically in a nutshell how the Dead Space trilogy, the main three games in the series, came about. And I have to say, you know, with the concept of wanting to create a Dead Space 4, you know, just based on what I just read and, and all the research that I did, I'm really glad that a fourth Dead Space game did not come to fruition. Uh, in my personal opinion, I don't think it would have worked very well. Based on what I just read, based on what they were talking about doing with it it just doesn't in my personal opinion seem like it was would have done very well and honestly i think one of the reasons why dead space 3 didn't do as well as the previous two games in the franchise is because of some of those changes that they were forced to make to the game you know dead space in a in a nutshell is a slow paced visceral gory horror video game you know and and having made the changes they did to three you know it because it, it is m more sped up for sure uh you know right out the gate with three it does you know there's a, there's a lot to three and it and it just feels like you're rocketed forward right out the gate so yeah i can definitely see why it wasn't as well received as the previous two entries in the franchise so it is my hope with this remake like i said i haven't played it yet uh, i'm looking forward to giving it a shot uh sometime in the near future but it is my hope that with this remake it kind of gives that third game some redemption if it does happen to get remade uh so here's to hoping you know like i said it's a it's a fantastic series um it is one of the best survival horror video game series that have been made to this day in my personal opinion um, and that is just added to the fact that it does take place in space uh, so really cool stuff but that is uh, just a bit about 
how the games were created, how they came about, you know, as opposed to like with them wanting with visceral games wanting to make System Shock 2 and ultimately deciding to steer away from that and go a whole new direction in Dead Space. So really interesting stuff there. Uh, now that we know a bit about the origins and inspirations behind the franchise, let's now jump into our curious premise segment. And I'll tell you a bit about the plot of Dead Space. And obviously, uh, may, some mild spoilers here if you haven't played any of the games in the series. Um, you know, so if you don't want anything spoiled, uh, you know, check those out and then come back and see us. We'll still be here. Uh, but yeah, getting into this here, the Dead Space franchise is set in the future where humanity has been able to colonize other planets. By the 23rd century, humanity has used up most of Earth's natural resources and the world governing body, EarthGov, has fleets of planet crackers, which are giant mining spaceships that harvest resources by breaking apart other planets to gather materials for humanity to sustain itself. During the 23rd century, EarthGov researchers find an alien artifact in the Chicluxlub crater, which they call the Marker. The Marker emits a persistent electromagnetic field from the seemingly no source, which researchers believe could be used to provide limitless energy and solves Earth's ecological crisis. Work begins to reverse engineer the Marker on various research stations across the colonies but they are forced to use bismuth instead of an unidentified alien material, resulting in these duplicates being colored red instead of black as in the original. The project was highly classified, but the lead researcher, Michael Altman, leaks its existence to the world. EarthGov assassinates Altman, hoping to quell the news, but it is too late. Altman is seen as a martyr, and his belief of what the marker means for humanity form the basis of a new cult-like religion, Unitology. That rapidly spreads across Earth and the colonies. Unitologists believe that by worshipping the marker, they will discover the true origin and meaning of human life. They also believe that the marker grants eternal life and will help to unify humanity as to make us whole in an event known as the Convergence. The EarthGov researchers also discover that the electromagnetic fields sent by the marker and its duplicates cause living people to suffer paranoia and hallucinations, while also causing the dead to reanimate, becoming necromorphs, which are biological monstrosities which rise to attack the living. EarthGov immediately terminates the marker project and abandons all research stations where the work has been done, covering up their locations, knowing as they do that the followers of Unitology would desperately want to seek these markers out in order to ad advance their beliefs and bring about convergence. In the 26th century, a planet cracker vessel mining the world of Aegeus 6, called the USG Ishimura, discovers a red marker buried near an abandoned colony. The Ishimura captain, a devout unitologist, ordered his crew to bring the marker aboard the ship, which causes the crew to become paranoid, turn on each other, and leads to a necromorph infestation on board the Ishimura. Among the crew of the Ishimura is a medical officer named Nicole Brennan, who sends a cryptic distress signal to her significant other out of desperation. And then that is where the first Dead Space game picks up. Um, you start out as Isaac and you respond to that distress signal and head out towards the Ishimura and the game kind of takes off from there. Um, again, it is very visceral, it's very gory. 
uh, definitely a mature video game for sure, as most survival horror games are, uh, but still really, really good. Um, that, but that is the basis uh, leading up to the beginning of the first game. So it, the story is very good. Um, it is very in-depth. In fact, it has been said many a time that Dead Space could be touted as being solely responsible for console survival horror games uh, being a thing today. Like, you know, I've doing my research, it was said several times that if it hadn't been for Dead Space, you know, survival horror may not have made it to console. You know, it, it, a lot of people believe that it might have died out, you know, because up until Dead Space, we really, there really wasn't a lot of survival horror games to choose from when it came to consoles. You know, we've always had something to choose when it comes to PC, but not so much in the way of console survival horror games. And it is said that Dead Space is solely responsible for this uptick in survival horror games for consoles. Uh, whether or not that's actually true remains to be seen. Um, but that is what a, a lot of people seem to believe upon doing my research. But yeah, that is just a bit about uh, what Dead Space is, kind of the premise and kind of what happened and kind of what has is the lead-in to the events that take place in that very first game. Uh, so if you are planning on playing the Dead Space franchise and you are going to start with either the original Dead Space or the brand new Dead Space remake, uh, you now have a better idea of the events that led up to uh, the events that you'll experience in that first game. So now that we know a bit about that, let's now turn to our next segment, our curious adaptations and property section of the episode. Uh, getting into this here, the Dead Space franchise includes various types of adaptations and merchandise outside of the video games. EA's multimedia efforts to market the franchise include novels, comic books, animated films, and other licensed projects like action figures of series protagonist Isaac Clarke. Uh, along with that, they also have print media. The Dead Space franchise has been adapted into literary format, beginning with a comic book miniseries which serve as a prequel to both the first Dead Space game and the Dead Space Downfall film. It was written by Anthony Johnston, illustrated by Ben Teppala-Smith, and published by Image Comics between March and August of 2008. I have looked into some of these comic books. Uh, they look fantastic. Um, I'm looking into getting a hold of them so I can read them uh, because they do look really, really interesting. Uh, Dead Space Martyr is a 2010 novel which explores the origins of unitology as well as the initial discovery of the original Black Marker by humanity set roughly 200 years before the events of the video game series. Martyr tells the story of geophysicist Michael Altman who discovers a mysterious signal within the Chicxulub crater and after secretly obtaining a piece of the marker leaks it to the public and spreads the visions he receives from it. Other published literary works from the franchise include the 2010 comic book Dead Space Salvage by Anthony Johnston and follows a band of ill-fated scavengers known as the Magpies who discover the seemingly abandoned mining ship USG Ishimura following the events of the first game. The 2012 novel Dead Space Catalyst by B.K. Evanson set 250 years after the events of March here, where EarthGov decides to tamper with dangerous technology from the black market in the hopes of saving humanity from an energy 
Resource Crisis and Dead Space Liberation, a 2013 comic book by Ian Egerton, which provides the backstory for the Dead Space 3 character, John Carver. Uh, so a lot of various uh, novels here, several various novels, a lot of various comic books, all of which seem to be prequels and kind of lead-ins to uh, the Dead Space franchise. And I did look up that first book, Dead Space Martyr, and apparently it's quite rare. Um, it is going for well over 100 bucks on eBay and on other websites as of now. Uh, so if you choose to uh, check that first book out, you are uh, going to pay a pretty penny for it, it would seem. I did look on Audible. It doesn't seem to be available in any audiobook form that I can find as of yet. Um, but yeah, that first book uh, does seem to be a bit pricey. However, you can get the comic books in the series uh, for a decent price. So yeah, definitely uh, check some of those comic books out. Check those books out. Uh, if they seem to interest you, I will definitely be looking into them for sure. Uh, some other published, or excuse me, so now that we know a bit about some of the comic books and books surrounding the Dead Space franchise, let's talk a bit about the various films in the Dead Space franchise. There have been two animated films to date, the first being Dead Space Downfall. Dead Space Downfall is a 2008 animated film prequel to the first game, which takes place after the limited comic series of the same name was released direct to video in October 2009, but forcing a television showing on Stars Encore the following month. It details the events leading to the Necromorph investation on the USG Ishimura following the transportation of the Red Marker from the Aegeus 6 colony to the ship. Uh, Dead Space Aftermath, which is the 2011 animated film sequel to Downfall and the first game, EarthGov exposes an unsuspecting crew of individuals to the remaining charge of the destroyed marker and is depicted as attempting to produce a viable marker blueprint carrier by any means necessary. Uh, I have seen both of these movies multiple times. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, they did an amazing job with these films. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm hoping that in the future we're, we will get a live action film surrounding this franchise and bouncing off of that and building onto that a bit, a potential film adaptation. In 2013, filmmaker John Carpenter stated he was interested in making a Dead Space film. EA also spoke of their plans in the same year to create a potential film series for the franchise. Um, and I'm I'm really hoping that that does come to pass. I have wanted a live action Dead Space movie for many, many years. And I am i think I speak for all of the Dead Space fans out there uh, who may listen to this episode. You know, I think I speak for all of them when they say uh, a live action Dead Space film is definitely long overdue. So definitely hoping that that holds true and really hoping that we do get a live action Dead Space movie of some sort. And hopefully it does well enough that, you know, we can it could spin into a franchise. Uh, so that's just a bit about some of the various films in the Dead Space franchise. Like I said, check those two movies out, Dead Space Downfall and Aftermath. They're fantastic movies. Uh, so that is just a few of the various adaptations and other properties within the Dead Space franchise outside of the video games. Uh, now let's turn our attention to the final section of our episode the curious and unusual facts portion of the episode. And curious fact number one, the protagonist is named after two prolific sci-fi writers. 
Uh, this I did not know. I found it very interesting. Isaac Clarke has become one of the most prolific names in horror gaming ever since the success of the original Dead Space. The cramped halls of the USG Ishimura and the necromorph horrors that chased our beloved engineer through its poorly lit corridors have made his name a staple when discussing the horror genre in video games. However, his name is not his own. Expanding on this, Isaac Clarke is an illusion to two prolific science fiction authors, Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke. Asimov is credited with writing over 500 books in addition to an ungodly amount of written work in other formats. Arthur C. Clarke is probably most well-known for the 2001 A Space Oddity series of books, as well as co-writing the screenplay for the Stanley Kubrick flick of the same name. The Dead Space universe is full of nods to sci-fi, but making the protagonist's name homage to two of the best sci-fi writers to ever live is pretty awesome. And I certainly agree with that statement for sure. Um, upon doing my research, I was not aware of this, uh, but the fact that this first guy, he wrote over 500 books. I mean, could you imagine? That is a massive work of literary genius there. You know, Stephen King, who has known as the master of horror himself he's read over 60 books uh, and that in and of itself in my opinion is a massive accomplishment but to think of somebody writing over 500 sci-fi books that is absolutely crazy uh, so some really really hefty achievements there and i'm really glad that they chose to name isaac after these true prolific writers uh, well deserved for sure uh, curious fact number two, the game was banned as a marketing ploy. When Dead Space was first announced, rumors of the game's gory and brutal nature were running rampant in the gaming community. A game that focused on horror in space with an emphasis on severing your enemy's limbs in creative, bloody ways sounded almost too good to be true. When the game started making the rounds to be rated for the commercial market, reports were flying in along with some well-timed trailers showing the gruesome gameplay in action. That it has been banned in Japan, China, and Germany. And honestly, if it was banned in Japan, I'm, I'm really not surprised. Uh, China... Japan and China, they seem to ban all of the good games that we get here in the U.S., just especially survival horror because of the gore factor. Uh, gaming message boards and news sites went wild, so violent that it had already been banned in three countries. Well, not exactly. Timely banned news was fabricated by the developers to build up the already monumental hype surrounding the game. Even though Dead Space is now seen as a horror classic, it was made even more legendary by a creative marketing campaign. And I have to say, that is absolutely genius, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it definitely helped add to the hype of Dead Space, for sure, uh, by creating this elaborate banning marketing campaign, for sure. So definitely genius on their part. Curious fact number three here, Behold a Pale Horse, The Many Deaths of Isaac Clarke. If Dead Space does one thing right above all other games, it's death. Whether Isaac is blasting away a giant ball of tentacles, spewing explosive goo, or cutting a lanky humanoid horror apart piece by piece with a plasma cutter, the Dead Space universe is littered with creative, gory deaths. This rule also applies to Isaac. In each of the games, in the original Dead Space alone, there are over 50 different unique and disturbingly 
detailed ways to die, from having your body repeatedly slammed into the ground until you look like a puddle of raspberry jello, to being decapitated and taken over by a severed sentient head. Isaac's death in Dead Space are varied and shocking to say the least. Isaac's numerous deaths are usually played out in a little cutscene that's woven so seamlessly into the gameplay that they always come as a shock, even if the player is expecting it. And I have to wholeheartedly agree, uh, there are many, many different ways to die in Dead Space, each one more gorier and more visceral than the last. So if you play Dead Space for nothing else, play it for the many ways that you can die. And there is another game, since we are on the subject of the many deaths in Dead Space, there is another game that was just recently re released from the makers of Dead Space, and that game is, of course, the Callisto Protocol. Uh, it also features heavily on the death scenes and the many different ways that your character and protagonist can die. And I have to say, I have the collector's edition of that game. I found it fantastic. The game itself did not sell very well, supposedly, but that is a story for another day. Uh, I hope to do an episode on the Callisto Protocol sometime in the near future. Uh, so more on that later. But curious fact number four here, the game's trailers feature lullabies because kids are scary as hell. Little kids make everything creepier. In the middle of bloodshed and intense violence, a child is out of place and in effect creepy as hell. Seeing a little girl in a white bedgown standing amongst corpses has the direct effect of sending a chill up my spine and urine down my leg. The marketing team for Dead Space knew this, so they spiced children's nursery rhymes and lullabies into a trailer for the game. And if you've seen that trailer, you know what I'm talking about, because it really does up the creep factor uh, for a game that in itself is already pretty scary. Uh, so yeah, definitely something much more scary when it comes to little kids and, and ghosts and monsters and things. For whatever reason, they just seem to make things 10 times scarier than they normally would be. Uh, so definitely genius on the creator's part for sure. And finally, curious fact number five here, and our final fact of the episode, the series is a giant hop, pays a giant homage to sci-fi and horror flicks, and that it does indeed. Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, or so said the first guy that blatantly ripped something off and got called out for it. Although Dead Space doesn't rip anything off per se, it does definitely borrow some ideas from popular sci-fi and horror movies. For starters, some of the creature design is heavily influenced by the Alien movies. Take the humanoid-like creatures pasted on the walls of the USG Ishimura, Isaac encounters, they are exactly like the Survivor, the Space Marines find webbed to the wall and aliens, the one that pleads with the squad to kill them. Dead Space 2 has these stalker necromorphs that sound and behave exactly like the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. You even get a trophy titled Clever Girl for surviving the encounter. The Dead Space series also heavily borrows from Event Horizon, a 1997 movie where a crew investigates a distress beacon on an abandoned mining ship that is filled with otherworldly horrors. Sound familiar? Uh, so yes, uh, the Dead Space games definitely borrow heavily from various sci-fi movies and horror franchises, uh, the least of which is Alien, uh, you know, Jurassic Park, and Event Horizon. I have not seen Event Horizon to this day. I know, I know, I'm crazy. Uh, definitely, definitely need to watch it uh, here soon for sure. I know that uh, a lot of people love Event Horizon. I know that it's considered a classic by many. Uh, but yeah, guys, that is it. That is all things Dead Space. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. 
Uh, as I've said, I love the Dead Space franchise. I've played it many times. I'm sure I'll play it many more, uh, definitely. And if you haven't checked it out, now's the perfect time to jump in. Like I said, we just got this brand new remake of the very first game, and I've heard nothing but positive things about it. So if you're looking to jump in, now's the perfect time. Uh, definitely, definitely recommend it. But that's it, guys. Uh, thank you so much again for listening. As always, if you love this show, if you love what I'm doing here, please rate, review, subscribe on your preferred platform podcast platform of choice that is the number one way that you can help us out help us get new listeners help us continue to grow and help us to put out new episodes every single week as always if you could hop on over to apple Podcasts, write us a quick review about the show again that helps us out so much as well and thank you guys so much for listening uh, look out for next week's episode we are going to talk about all things ant-man in preparation for the brand new marvel movie ant-man and the wasp quantum mania only in theaters february 17th so look out for that really looking forward to that thank you guys again so much for listening stay safe out there and as always stay curious